Meet Greg and Kristen Taylor. We believe that it's important to be efficient no matter what level you've saved. Get to know them more at LegacyRetirementGroup.com. The market's going to go up and it's going to go down. It's a matter of when that's going to happen and what phase in life you're in when it happens. This is Winning Retirement Radio. You're moments away from a conversation about what to do if you want to retire sooner rather than later and a key pension conversation, especially when it comes to interest rates, just minutes away. But I want to mention this. I got into Taylor Swift back when she was, Uh, uh, uh. I guess, 14, 15, first coming into country radio. I got to interview her, what we call a phoner, so I've never met her, but she was so sweet on the phone back then. And then now she's a 30-something-year-old woman and touring like crazy and taking back her music. But she's doing sweet things, Kristen. That's why we love her, too. Yeah. Well, not love her. I mean, like, are getting into her. I mean, I wouldn't call myself a Swifty by any means. But, you know, I can get with it and understand the craze and Mm -hmm. kind of have fun. I guess that's a bandwagon fan. I know. I think we kind of are. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. I'm all for people attaching me to be a bandwagon fan of somebody that does this. She wrapped up the U.S. leg of her era's tour and surprised her crew with a jaw-dropping bonus. 24 weeks they've been on the road moving and setting up all the things from city to city. You got the truck drivers and everybody else. But it seems like this went to everyone on the crew, but I know specifically for the truck drivers, they received yes. a one. Oh, you heard about this. I heard about it. A $100,000 check in addition to their regular pay and a handwritten note from Taylor sealed in wax with her little monogram, probably a kitty cat involved. And uh, the CEO of the two trucking companies that were used for that tour estimated there were 50 truckers total that worked on the crew. Wow. So that's... Is that five hundred thousand dollars? No, that's five million. Yes. Golly, good for her. Hey, it was she successful. Made a on that tour. Exactly, but why not thank who got you there? Well, in any field, you like it when you see people giving back and showing appreciation because when it's all said and done, it doesn't matter what you do for a living or how much you make. If someone shows you appreciation for what you've done, there's a commercial lawn right now. It's talking about veterans. Mm-hmm. And it shows veterans that are now doctors and veterans that are nurses and veterans that are in different fields. One veteran's a financial advisor in the commercial. And in each case, there's one of their current customers. And they look back and they just say, thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. You know, and whether it's the person that assists you at a restaurant that's your server you know, I want them to know when we leave that we appreciate their service. Agreed. In fact, Kristen and I go into True Food Kitchen over at Easton. That's kind of our favorite place to go to eat anymore. It's got organic food, a great menu. And... Greg has upgraded from Longhorn Steakhouse. <laughs> what? I'm like, hashtag breaking. You go where? But there's a really cool guy there that, you know, he, he wears a headband and just super nice when we walk in and. And he'll say, okay, do you want that salad with double chicken without the jicama? And, you know, and, Aww, and, you know. I know. Because Greg still orders the same thing every time, even though it's a different restaurant. But he's got a buddy to get it done. It makes yes. him happy. And they have the charred cauliflower as an appetizer. It's amazing. And just some good stuff there. This is not a paid advertisement. It is not. <laughs> but we love that place. And, but it's fun to just show appreciation, whether it's that server that's at True Food or whether it's, you know, your crew that's helping you or even our staff here at Legacy Retirement Group. 
we're so thankful for our staff here. You know, this past weekend I was running some errands and it was a smaller store. The lady was really nice. And I said, hey, let me ask you a question. If I post a review on Google and mention your name, does that help you here with this company? And she said, it does. Yes, ma'am. I said, consider it done. So that's another way you can try to help people without necessarily making it monetary or if you feel a little awkward saying those things, because, Greg, not everybody's as outgoing as you and I. <laughs> anyway, back to the dollars and cents when it comes to the four walls of your home, because Jessica, our lovely and talented client relations manager, spoke with the husband half of a couple who reached out after hearing us here on the radio. And he's in his early 60s and hoping to retire in two years. But his wife is in her mid-60s, still working, and has a 401k just under $100,000. He has an IRA worth over 600 and the only debt they have is their mortgage. I don't know how much it is, but be it this couple or another one listening, what steps would you guys recommend people take if they want to retire in the next two years like this guy does? Well, number one, I would say take inventory of where you stand today. And really, there's no better way to take inventory is to figure out, okay, what are the things I need to be paying attention to than to go to our website, LegacyRetirementGroup.com, and download our free toolkit called the My Retirement Kit. It will help you get organized. It'll help you figure it all out and, and understand if there's anything that, oh my goodness, I didn't even think about this, or... It kind of helps you identify the types of risks that you're comfortable with and things like that. It's a great resource. So that's where I would start. Start doing some homework on your own now. Okay. But then, secondly, it's really important if you're only two years out from retirement to check on your risk. Well, and you know, Greg, I think that's a good point. I mean, I have been in many appointments with you where you're going over someone's portfolio and and saw their risk or just did the questionnaire and what they were saying didn't quite add up to where they were at. So how do you do that? Like, you know, how does a person do that on their own? Well, uh, one way you could do it on your own is to subscribe to Morningstar and you can do your own report. Ugh. And I think Morningstar is only like around 1500 to $2,000 a year. So you could sign up for that and do those reports on your own to kind of see where you stand. Or if you do work with a fiduciary advisor, most of them will have access to that. I know we do here at our office, and we're happy yeah. to run a report without any cost. And on top of that, though, you know, sometimes risk requires a measurement, what you're comfortable with. And the measurement on our scale is from 1 to 99. And 1 being, I'm, you know, I'm scared to death of the market. And 99, you know, tell me where I can go get more risk. So I don't think I've ever had anyone come in that was a one. I don't think we've ever had anybody come in that was a 99. But ultimately, what we're trying to figure out is where you're comfortable between risk and return and then where you currently stand and see if that can be improved upon. And that's a key piece because you don't want to fumble the ball just before reaching the goal line. A, football season, yes, come Fourth, B, you're so right. <laughs> it's getting close, you know. I'm starting to get those analogies ready. Yeah, here, you but, are. We're tailgating. You don't, yeah, you don't, you don't want to fumble the ball. So you want to make sure that you're not taking on more risk than you're comfortable with or more risk than you can afford. Number three, do the math. So if you want to retire in two years, 
it's important to understand what retirement's going to look like from a cost standpoint. All your income sources, you know, your social security, if there's any pensions, maybe rental properties, start adding up all those income sources and then figure out how much it's going to cost you to retire, what, how you want to live, mm-hmm. what things do you want to do, what's that going to cost? And then we figure out if there's a gap. If there's a gap, then we're going to show you the most efficient way that we can to filling that gap securely. We don't want you to worry about paying your bills. We don't want you to worry about where your income's coming from. We want to protect that. Then you can grow the rest. Then that's where you take your risk. Number four, have a solid game plan. Okay. We just had a couple in the office. They were both age 65, both retiring at the end of this year. They'd saved about $1.2 million, so did a really good job. And so as they're going through, they're asking me these questions like, you know, we're going to need health care coverage. How do we cover that? And I said, well, we've got a person we can refer you to to help you with the Medicare and Medicare supplement that you're going to have now that you're 65. And when you retire, you won't be on group health insurance. And they said, but, you know, we have an old will. It's over 25 years old. We have someone that we can refer you to that will help you update your will, get you a power of attorney. If you need a trust, they can help you with that and get all that in place so that that's taken care of. And that way, whatever's left behind when the two of you are gone will go as efficiently as possible to the people you love. In their case, we identified a $40,000 a year gap Hmm. as to what they're going to need. And so we showed them how to fill that. We answered their questions about Social Security. And we put it all together in a game plan for them. We created their own personalized income plan, investment plan, And after that second meeting, they both just breathed a big old sigh of relief. And they said, you know, we had all these questions and concerns and we were terrified about retiring at the end of the year. And they said, you know, Greg, this game plan really was the thing we were missing. Hmm. I said, yeah, you had all the pieces, but you just didn't have it formulated into a plan that made sense for what you're trying to do now. And, And this is a big key because so many of the people that listen to our show, they've done a really good job of saving but they have no idea how much risk they're taking. Mm. They really don't even know how well they've done in the last five or six years as far as you know the markets are concerned, and they don't know for sure that their money is going to last as long as they do. And, and so that's a big, big concern that we've seen with families. And the whole thing is, you know, if you've got all this in place, if you have a game plan, then there's number five on my list of things to do, and that's retire with confidence. If you've taken inventory you've checked your risk and know it's a proper risk, you've done the math and now we've got a way to pay your bills and we have a solid plan in all the areas that can affect your retirement. Okay, now, once you have that in place, you can, in my opinion, retire with confidence. And you can reach out to our team for more information or grab that complimentary My Retirement Kit anytime at LegacyRetirementGroup.com. Warren Buffett, isn't it rumored that he drinks a... Coca-Cola and has a Happy Meal or a cheeseburger from McDonald's every day. I something like, I've like heard that. that too. Something, yeah. He's not a stranger to junk food and routine as you are, Greg. I mean, you have a lot in common with Warren Buffett in that one area. Um, but he isn't that one area, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he is not worried, and he knows a lot about money. But here's the thing: should you and I be? I mean, it's a heck of a lot easier to not worry if you're as wealthy as he is, but he's thinking that the downgrade of America's credit rating 
is it going to have much of a negative impact on the economy and the government's ability to borrow or the safety of U.S. Treasuries? In fact, during the first week of August, he told CNBC, quote, Berkshire bought $10 billion in U.S. Treasury last Monday. We bought $10 billion in Treasuries this Monday. And the only question for next Monday is whether we will buy $10 billion in three-month or six-month T-bills. All right, T-bills, that's slang for Treasury bills, I believe. So mm-hmm. should we all be looking at adding some Treasuries to our portfolio? Well, I was just going to mention when he started saying not to be worried to the American people, you know, we were just talking about the price of sugar. I, I saw an article about the price of pork. I saw bacon outrageous. is getting yes. out of control again. And why is it out of control? It's because of the regulations that California has put on farmers with pigs. So now mm-hmm. they have regulations of how big their stalls have to be if they're pregnant, how many pigs in an area. There's all these things. Oh, now, that's California. just the California law. That's just, and I'm going to get to a point here, but that's just the California law. But it affects the whole country because family farmers, like mm-hmm. the one in the article I was reading about, and I think he was from Pennsylvania, you know, they have to adhere to those laws if they want to sell their pigs in California. Right. And California consumes 15% of the nation's I mean, they're big. pork consumption. Yeah. So having said that, we look at that. We look at energy. What has this administration done to energy costs in our country? Like the energy of me emotionally? Oh, cost. The energy costs in our country. Yeah, That's the energy costs. Yeah. Oil and gas and, and all the yes. stipulations Gosh. they put on that. They've cost. I mean, Greg just filled up his car and said that was the most expensive tank of gas he had. I think uh, recently. Yeah. So everything ties together. It's kind of like that game Jenga. Oh, yeah. Uh, we were cleaning up Jaden's room, getting ready for school so that he has a fresh slate and everything's fresh and clean. And I found a Jenga game all scattered in his closet. And so I was trying to find all the pieces. And then I saw it later on downstairs. Did you play it with him, Greg? Is yes. that what the white was there? So they were playing Jenga. And when you've got this big tower... And the, all, everything's stacked up different ways. I feel like that's how our economy is. There, there's different parts to it. And I'm sure Greg will talk about these treasury bonds specifically. But all these different parts matter. And if you pull the wrong piece or do the wrong thing in one area, the whole thing's going to come tumbling down. Mm-hmm. And I think there's so many factors here that are affecting things. And, and the people who don't want the economy to topple, obviously none of us want it to, are trying to spin it their way. Oh, for sure. It's funny. Just last week, one of our clients that's only been with us maybe six or eight months, he called in and there was a message for me. And so I called him back and he's like, Greg, I just heard that the United States government was downgraded. What does that mean for the T-bills that are in my portfolio? Because we do use T-bills as a part of some of the low beta pieces in the portfolio and T-bills are backed by the full faith and credit of the United States government. I said, well, it got, you know, Fitch, the rating company, lowered its rating from AAA to AA plus. And I said, so kind of in our personal finances, that would be like dropping it from, say, 830 credit score down to maybe 790 or 800 as a credit score. Okay, so we're still in good standing, but we have a a ding or two there, it looks like. Exactly. Okay. Of course, we know on our personal credit, you may pay every bill perfectly, and Kristen gets annoyed sometimes because she'll look at her credit score. Greg, it dropped 30 points. Exactly. I have the same problem. It's so annoying. (laughs) And if mine's higher than hers, then it really annoys her. Uh Uh-huh. 
<laughs> little competition, yeah. a little friendly competition. Never heard of marriage. <laughs> That's what so, nerds like us compete with. I know. <laughs> Seriously, pillow talk at the uh, Taylor's mine's house. Forty-two. What's yours? <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> but you know, you want to make sure that you've got your money in as safe a place as possible. And you know what's interesting about money? There's not a single place that we can put money where there's not any risk. In fact, one of our clients was in for a review just last week, and and they had almost $300,000 in the bank. And they're like, you finally, we're getting some interest. We're getting 4% on our savings. I said, that's awesome. There you go. I said, the sad thing is though, you're actually losing more than you were when you were getting a half a percent. And they said, well, what do you mean, Greg? I said, well, when you were getting a half a percent interest, inflation was at around 2%. Mm -hmm. But inflation last year was over 7%. I said, you know, if you're getting four and inflation seven, you're losing 3%. If you're getting a half a percent and inflation's two, you're losing one and a half. He's like, Greg, you know how to depress me, don't you? <laughs> so, I didn't mean to do that. But, you know, ultimately, I said, what we need to understand, we do want you to have money in the bank. We want you to have sleep well at night money. But you have to be careful not to overexpose yourself. So when you have money in the bank, you're just not keeping pace with inflation. So that's the risk you have there. Money in the bank typically does not keep pace with inflation. Okay. And, you know, I, I call that kind of the carbon monoxide because you don't see it. You don't smell it. Mm. You don't taste it. Nevertheless, it's very, very real. Now, in the brokerage world, stocks and bonds and mutual funds and variable annuities and, and uh, commodities and alternatives like private equity or venture capital, those things, you see and feel the risk. You know, 2022, we saw stocks and bonds both go down double digits, which is not usual right. year over year, but it's happened many, many times. So that's one of those things where you say, okay, I need to diversify my risk. Since we can't eliminate all the risks with our money, we have to mitigate them by diversifying them amongst different risk categories. And that's why Year after year after year, week after week after week on the show, we talk about having a different purpose for each and every category of your money. And that makes a lot of sense. Something else that makes sense is me trying to stay cool along with everybody else in this really hot weather. You want anything you can do to not be super hot. And I got to tell mm -hmm. you, I had a fantastic cold plate summer lunch with a family friend the other day that made me absolutely not hot and that's why it's a cold plate lunch yep yep all the cold sides a little ambrosia she makes a mean chicken salad by the way miss charlotte a friend of the family and she's a very young 80 and i'm willing to come over anytime miss charlotte if you're listening for another cold plate lunch but a few days later pensions were on my mind because she talked about how she lives on a pension her husband passed away within the last year. And so her financial situation and budgeting and everything's changed. And she said, I'm just so glad I have my government pension. I'll be okay. And then I saw this article in Forbes says that as interest rates rise, which we've just seen that, lump sum pension buyouts decrease significantly. So that doesn't directly apply to her, but it could to some of our listeners. So how do interest rates realistically factor into this pension situation? You know, it's interesting. Companies offer, the companies that do offer lump sums, and most of them do these days, but 
those that do, do so as a way to control their ultimate costs. Mm -hmm. Because their goal is, is to make sure that they understand what their risks are that they're facing for the long term. So there's an IRS plan called the 417E, and those rates, they get divided really in what we would call three different segments, and they're made up of different time periods based on someone's life expectancy. And ultimately, when interest rates are higher, it requires less money to fulfill that pension in their mind. So the lump sum is lower. And when interest rates are lower, it will require more money to help make up that income level. So they will give a little higher lump sum. And we've seen that here locally with some of the big name companies, whether it be automakers or some of the power companies and things like that. Locally, we've seen that. We've had many, many people come in with pension options and want to know, is it better to take a lump sum or is it better to take my monthly annuity through the company? And then, you know, one of the big things you have to be careful of if you're considering the annuity from your company is how do I take it? Do I take it as a single life only pension or do I take it as a joint life? And if I take it joint, do I give my spouse 50%? Do I give them 75%? Do I give them 100%? And how do I make all that balance out and work out? Because you don't want to make a mistake because this is a one-time deal. You've got one shot to make the right decision. In fact, one of our families we've worked with, oh gosh, probably three or four years now, they came in about a month ago and he's getting ready to retire and he's got a lump sum pension option. Okay. And so we did some math and, and initially it looked like we were going to fall short by about $50 a month from what he could get from the hundred percent joint life pension to his company. Hmm. But I, I reached out to a group that we work with. They're based out in Kansas and they work with all the different insurance companies around the country or the majority of them. So they went into their database and they, they kind of plugged in the ages and, you know, starting income immediately And we were able to find through, you know, a company that everybody would recognize their name, we were able to find an option that would give them about $15 a month more, Hmm. which isn't a ton more, but it's it's a little bit more more. than they would get from the company pension. But here's the other thing. If something happened to both of them tragically, whatever's left goes to their family. Okay. If you choose the 100% joint annuity from your company, if you and your spouse pass away, nothing goes to your kids. Hmm. Nothing goes to your heirs. It's now gone. So in this case, it gave them some control of how they can leave that to their heirs, assuming that, you know, if, if one of them lives to 100 and the amount's gone inside, well, guess what? They still keep getting, you know, their own personal pension, we would call it, through their own private annuity. But if something happens to them prematurely, now they've got something to leave to their family. It's not all gone. But you have to do the math because it's definitely not a one-size-fits-all when it comes to pensions. Well, I think being educated is a big part of it because a lot of times you'll hear scare tactics from, from people, even on the radio sometimes. Yes. And it's not On this about very being... station, I've heard it. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, don't, don't be in fear. No decisions are made well during an emotional of, time. An emotional time yeah. or a fearful time. So you want to just gather the information and make an educated decision. I mean, 
I just was reading about the yellow trucking collapse. Yeah. And I mean, gosh, that's just heartbreaking. 30,000 employees and 22,000 of them were Teamsters members. So the union workers, they still get their pension. But from my understanding, there's some workers that get reduced benefits and mm. and things of that nature. So you start hearing about those headlines, you get nervous about the viability of your pension. And and so I, we say don't don't act in fear because of that. But if you do want to control your future payouts a little bit more, there are options that may be just as good and in some cases better than the pension payouts. It's important for people to investigate the financial solvency of their pension funds. Yeah. You know, a few years ago, Kristen and I snuck away for lunch together, and, you know, I'm a big spender, so we went to Wendy's <laughs> over here in Dublin. and Big lunch date there. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, you know, I had a hankering for a taco salad. Oh, so as I We don't go to Wendy's often as I think what he meant. Right. Oh, okay. But, but, but I had a hankering for a taco salad from there. So oh, that's those what, are good. But, I haven't had that yes. in forever. So we went there. Well, Kristen, you know, when she started her work life, she worked for McDonald's. And one thing about McDonald's, there's always a group of people that want to just work there just to have a little extra money to kind of get out of the house. I thought you were going to so say we saw, the ice cream machine's always broken. But anyway, well, go that's, ahead. That's true, too. But it's that not actually broken. I can give you the secret of that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so there was an older gentleman there, you know, picking up things. And he came and took our tray away and was so nice. And Kristen asked him, she said, you know, are you just here just because you want to? You want to get out of the house? And all of a sudden, his bright countenance dropped. He said, no, I, I worked for the state of Illinois. Mm-hmm. And my pension went away. Oh, bless his heart. And so I have to work here now. He was a teacher, a music teacher, right, if I mm-hmm. remember correctly? Yeah. And we talked about it on the show before, but just making sure that the pension funds are solvent, mm-hmm. and if they are, and it makes sense dollars-wise to stay with your company pension, that's what we recommend. But if not, then you know that you have some options. Connect anytime at LegacyRetirementGroup.com. Greg Taylor is an investment advisory representative of Legacy Advisory Network, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the state of Ohio. The firm only conducts business in states where it's properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Legacy Advisory Network, LLC, and this station are not affiliated. The investment ideas and financial vehicles discussed here should not be considered to be personalized investment advice, nor are these recommendations to buy or sell any particular investment or product. The information should should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should first consult with the competent tax, legal, accounting, and other professionals regarding the applicability and the suitability of any investment ideas. Past performance is not guaranteed of future results. Investments will fluctuate, and when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims pain of of the issuing company.